Hey, this is Nick here, senior writer over at Sports Pack 12. And this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So send in your written questions wherever the frick you are in the conference, baby. Send them in. Send them in. And I'll respond via podcast form. And fellow senior writer Dane Miller will respond via written column. So seriously, send them in. I have a lot of fun doing this research, giving back the knowledge, the love, learning your concerns, all that, baby. We got the love, the knowledge. I'm going to give back to the people. Got to do it for yourself first. That's my ethics lessons, but then I'm here for you, the people. So from down south to Arizona, to east out to Utah, to east, to the west out to the Palouse of Washington State, we got the Cali schools, we got the Oregon schools, we got Buffs Nation. If I forgot you, I'm sorry. In all seriousness, in its in our entirety, we make up the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, and we're better for it. So without further ado, send in your questions. Let's come together and la 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 la. Let's get to it. It's always a good day when I can talk about Bill Walton. I appreciate the question. It's from Mark in San Jose, and it reads, Who is the greatest UCLA basketball player of all time? Well, the answer is clearly not Bill Walton. The only and only obvious choice is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at number one. Bill Walton is a close runner-up. But just for the purpose of this question, I'm going to highlight both the players. And I think if you know or have looked at previous lists regarding pretty much the best college basketball player of all time, I should say players of all time, not just UCLA. It's going to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton, number one and number two on a lot of these lists. So I think it's very easy to read off the stats and it will give you some stats regarding both these guys. I mean, it's impossible to not, <laughs> just really not respect it. It's absolutely mind-blowing stuff. But I think the simplest way to, to kind of describe this is going to be the differences between their two games and their two games overall. So first and foremost, we're going to start with Kareem here. And in college, dude, he was so good, they had to ban the dunk. Do you get that, people? In 1967, the NCAA seriously tried to limit his scoring by banning the dunk. Albeit, it wasn't like the rule was called the Lou Alcindor. Uh, his name was Lou Alcindor in college before he changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for religious purposes. But before they changed the rule, they only changed the rule essentially to make it harder for him to score. He was that dominant. The man caused a freaking rule change. For respect to him, I'll call him Abdul-Jabbar because that's the name he prefers. But just, it is important to note that in college, his name was Lou Alcindor for at least part of his stint at UCLA. So, to describe his game, athletic, smart, intelligent, quick, skilled, he literally had it all. He's probably most well known for his 15-foot skyhook, which is basically an impossible shot to stop. Just a long, fading hook shot and really literally... Impossible. I mean, y'all play 2K, kids? Yeah, If y'all playing 2K, just go to about 15 feet and shoot the shot with cream, and that ish is going in just about every time. That's facts. Unless there's an elite defender guarding him. Maybe like a Bill Walton? Nah, nah Bill didn't get that good in the league. Sorry, Bill. You just uh, suffer from some injuries. Love you, Bill. Love you. But so Kareem, seriously, had it all. Could block shots. Had athleticism. His head would be at the rim. And back in that era, that wasn't seen as commonly as it is today. And on top of that... He just solid approach, humble mindset. When you're that talented, it could have been easy to get a big head. He always stayed quiet, stayed humble, probably to deal with some unfortunate circumstances in those time periods. But again, just always stayed quiet and humble and just dominated his opponents. So to get to the stats now, which is just really, really absolutely <laughs> freaking ridiculous. Uh, the years he played... From 1967 to 1969, those were his three varsity years in those days. You couldn't play freshman. 
Uh, you couldn't play varsity basketball your freshman year back in that era. So 1967-1969, he was the player of the year. So all three years at the varsity level. First team All-American those same three years. Most outstanding player in the NCAA tournament those three years. Uh, as previously mentioned, won the player of the year. In his career, he played in over 90 college games and only lost two. Actually played in exactly 90 college games and only lost two. Never lost an NCAA tournament game. And right from the jump, he was absolutely phenomenal. Against the rival Trojans, he scored 56 points in his first college game at the varsity level. <laughs> what the heck? Most points in a season, 870 in 1967. Has the top four single-game scoring performances in UCLA history. And he dropped 61 against the Cougs in 1967. 61, bro, in college? That's so ridiculous. His is uh, the highest career scoring average of any UCLA Bruin with 26.4, which is 5.9 points better than anyone else on this UCLA list. He is also tied for the most career field goals in 1943. And I have <laughs> more stats here, but we're just going to leave it at that. I think that really sums it up. And if you even need more convincing, which I'm not sure why, on pretty much every list, it's going to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton 1 and 2 in terms of UCLA players. Like I said, on most national champion and uh, all-time players as well, these guys are usually going to be number 1 and 2. In 1990, Lou Alcindor's number 33 was retired UCLA. Sorry, I said I was going to call you Kareem. And I think what really settles it here is head coach of both Walton and, and Kareem, John Wooden said that Kareem is the best of all time, so that settles it. John Wooden is the GOAT, the master coach, so he says it is facts. And so, yeah, I mean, just with all those stats aside, I really want to break down for the modern era. He essentially was a lengthy, athletic, seven-footer who from 15 feet and in was unstoppable to score. The reason he actually developed his hook shot was because they banned the dunk, so it actually made him better at the next level at the NBA where he also found lots of success. But in terms of UCLA and just pure college basketball player alone, he was truly dominant. From 15 feet and in, he would score at will, lots of layups, block every shot, run the court. Essentially, he was like a little bit less speedy Kevin Durant, more dominant on defense, but couldn't shoot kind of quite as far out. But just down low, and again, that skyhook was virtually impossible. I'm telling you kids, you play NBA 2K, pick him and try that. Your friend's going to get real mad at you because it's unstoppable. So number two... Just for the fun of it, because I love talking about Bill. Bill Walton is an absolute beast. I think people forget that because of his kind of goofy slapstick comical announcing style, which I personally love. I think he's so awesome with his tie-dye shirts. Bill's the freaking man. But uh, from 1971 to 1974, he played. In the 1972 and 73 seasons, his squads went 60-0. They won the NCAA tournament both those years. And his teams won by an average of 30 points a game. That's absolutely ridiculous. Won the Naismith College Player of the Year, 1972, 1973, 1974. So all years of his varsity eligibility. Essentially, the main difference in why he can't pass Cream, along with the stats, as we previously mentioned, Cream averages roughly about six points per more per game than anyone else in UCLA history. But Walton didn't have that elite athleticism that Cream had. Whereas Kareem, it's just like the other team knew they were screwed. They had no chance. It was over, bro. It just, why are we even playing him? We know we're going to lose. With Bill Walton, he was so good, you felt like you could stop him, even though you really couldn't. But you felt like there may be a chance. Whereas Kareem, you knew there wasn't a chance. It was over. So he lacked that elite athleticism. But besides for those two things, the elite athleticism and the statistics, they're very comparable. As mentioned, player of the year, all three years of his varsity campaign. First team All-America in 1972 through 74. 
most outstanding player in the NCAA tournament in 92 and 93, in 1972 and 73, most career rebounds at UCLA with 1,370 total, averaging 15.7 per game. <laughs> 15.7 rebounds per game. Just put that in perspective. That's that's ridiculous. Second highest field goal percentage at 0.65. Third highest career scoring average at 20.3 in most rebounds in the season with 506. What's even more impressive about him is he actually may have been a better passer than even rebounding and scoring. Same thing can be said for Kareem. Anyone who got coached under John Wooden was probably team first mentality. So just their ability to pass and in, in specific out of double teams, setting up easy layups for their teammates. That's what made these guys next level. It's easy to score and be dominant and kind of be a ball hog, but they truly made their teammates better, which makes guys want to play harder and play with them, which is awesome for both these guys. So, his number 32, we're going back to Bill Walton here, was retired at UCLA in 1990. And that's all I'm going to Bill. Again, Cream is the answer. There's a lot more you could say about both these guys. Another main difference, if you're really looking for something to separate the two, was in 1974, UCLA lost in the national semifinals to NC State. So Bill Walton only got two national championships. Well, Cream got three. So there's another slight difference. But the one story that I think you'd probably appreciate that and I got this from Bill Walton's book. Uh, I believe it's called Back from the Dead. And I actually read this book. And it was talking about how in the 1974 season, he took John Wooden's lucky penny. So to break down the situation, with all the freshmen coming in, John Wooden would always drop a lucky penny on the ground, come back and get it, magically find it like it, was, like it wasn't supposed to be there, and pick it up and be like, hey, I think this is going to be our year. So... His freshman year, you know, Alton was awestruck. Oh my God, this guy just found the magic penny. We're going to do it. By his sophomore year, he'd seen it before he's laughing. By his junior year, same thing. Or, you know, different different years. So sophomore, junior, senior in that era. But in his senior year, 1974, because he's Bill Walton, little sly guy, decided to go steal the, win, steal the penny and it completely threw Wooden off. And they actually ended up losing the national championship that year. So John Wooden was looking around for the penny confused. Like, whereas Bill, of course, stole it. Because he's Bill. Why? Why? Why else? <laughs> so I really love that story. So yeah, that the lucky penny and Bill Walton. Look that story up if you haven't had it. Always have a lot of fun talk, talking about two classy men and Kareem and Bill. But again, hands down, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the best college basketball player of all time. Not just UCLA. It isn't close. But I just want to say he's even a better man than a basketball player, and that's what's truly phenomenal about him. Thanks for the question, Mark. <laughs> truly, truly, you let me talk about Bill and Kareem in the same day. You the man, Mark. And I've heard San Jose is an absolutely beautiful city. I've always wanted to travel there. My cousin said I'd love it. So thanks again. Have a good day.